morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock, and I'll be your host here on Wednesdays from 9 a.m. and today at least till 10 a.m. Eastern right here at the Nachum Seal Network. And let me tell you what that means but before I do that. You'll notice my voice. I've had better timing with sicknesses. This one is, is, is certainly down there on the better timings list because, uh, as you know, today, Wednesday, I'm supposed to get on some sort of plane to go on vacation. But I'm sitting here, stuffy nose. I don't really know what's flying. Sort of a bit of a cold. Don't feel 100%. All right. We'll get through it, right? We always get through these things. So maybe tomorrow, Thursday, will be a struggle. Maybe. I don't know. We'll figure it out. If it's just my voice and my nose, it's not a big deal. If anything else is affected, that's when it becomes a problem. But that's why I sound like this. Now, what do I mean by 9 to 10 a.m.? And I spoke about it and I touched about it a bit last week. But on the network, at Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and at Wednesdays at 10 a.m., we have new special programming here for the next, um, I want to say, two months or so. There's a show that will take place. It is titled Our Community with the United Task Force. Um you heard the first episode yesterday at 10 a.m., and the second episode will air today at 10 a.m., and then the uh, you'll hear the encore of yesterday's show if you missed it at 10.30. So I certainly encourage everyone to check it out. It is it is really phenomenal programming um, that you surely will not want to miss, and that's why uh, Bite Size, at least for the next two months, will be two hours. So what does that mean for the format of this show? Well, it means that a uh, you'll probably hear a little less music than usual, and some would argue during Sphere of Time, that's okay. And we do play uh, acapella, but nonetheless, so not everyone likes acapella, so fine. Um, and it probably means a little shorter interviews than usual. But today, we have two interviews, and I'm sorry for cutting my intro short, but I mean, A, with the sickness, B, um, you pretty much know what's going on. I'm, I'm going on vacation to Ecuador and Peru over the next 10 days, starting tonight. So I'm excited for that. So there's no bite size next week. We'll probably re-air this episode. The following week, what is that, May uh, 15th, I believe? So my guess is you'll hear this episode back-to-back. But um, So if you're listening to this on May 15th, then I'm in Peru. I think I'm on Machu Picchu probably at this time. Um, and if you're listening to this live, May 8th, well, then I'm getting ready to get to Ecuador. So anyway, um, I lost my train of thought there. But you're right, my intro is short. That's really all I'm going to, you know. My intros probably will be shorter. Like I said, the interviews will be shorter. The music will be shorter. We got a jam-packed show all in one hour. We usually are packed to begin with. Now it's all within one hour. So what do we have on at 9.15 a.m. today? It'll be Joanna Shepson as she joins the program. And she is joined by Chantal Belsberg from One Family Together. That'll be at 9.15 a.m. A really a, a good interview for Yom Hazikaron, which is taking place today. And then at 9.30 a.m., we'll hear from Tova in Israel. She speaks to her daughter, Aliza, a student at Allah Hadashah. That'll certainly be a, uh, a fun interview as well. So again, 9.15 a.m. will be Joanna. 9.30 a.m. will be um, Tova in Israel. And then uh, we'll wrap things up quickly and send it over to our new programming. But for now, we have plenty of great music, acapella. It's not as, as much music as usual, but still we have great music. And like I said, thank you to the Y Studs for coming out with an a cappella version of this. Mahapicha, Shel Simchan, this Wednesday on Bite Size, right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Shamati <laughs> 
left it all to be with you Distant dreams have now come true Walk the streets of legends told We've come home We've come home, we've come home And we'll never stand alone After two thousand years We are home Not a native of this land Bring me up and take my hand Sapphire seas and golden sand A place called home We've come home, we've come home To a land of our own After two thousand years We are Size. And it's time for Joanna Shepson's interview with Chantal Belsberg, the founder of One Family Together, right here, right now on Bite Size at the Nachum Single Network. Thank you, Yoni. So this interview is going to air on Wednesday, which is Yom Hazikaron in Israel, Remembrance Day. And it's a very somber yet very meaningful holiday here in Israel. Um, it's not just about sadness and about the loss of life of soldiers and terror victims, but it's also about telling their stories. And so I thought it was really appropriate for me to sit down with Chantal Belsberg, who is one of the founders of The One Family. And she's going to tell us a little bit about what One Family does um, and what's going to be happening on Yom Azikaron and how you can experience the Yom Azikaron ceremony even if you're living outside of Israel. 
So Chantal, tell me a little bit about the background of One Family. Hi, Joanna. Um, One Family was started 17, almost 18 years ago with my daughter, Michal, who at the time of August 2001, she was 12 years old, there was a terrorist attack in Subaru in the center of Jerusalem. It was her birthday. She wanted to celebrate differently, and she thought it wasn't a good idea to um, have a big party, as we know now that there's terrorist attack in the center of town. So she asked that we cancel her bat mitzvah and that we um, give the money to help the people. Um, it really started as a bat mitzvah project, which um, I guess took on a different dimension once there were more and more terrorist attacks, and we felt that all these people needed to be helped. It's beautiful, and you help so many people, and you touch so many people's lives. What are some of the services that, or how do you get involved in the families, helping the families who have lost a member to a terrorist attack? So what we do is uh, we try to reach out to everyone. We don't wait for people to reach us, but we reach them. So we'll go to the funeral, we'll go to the shiva homes, we'll go to every house after the shiva, and we'll tell them that we're starting a relationship and that from now on um, we are their family. So we have caseworkers to go to families all over the country. They go to every hospital and they visit everybody. Um, all people who were injured as a um, result of terror and war and um, all bereaved families. And then we start different types of programs for um, bereaved families, for the parents, for the widows, for the children, for the young adults, for the children who, where two parents were killed. We try to create lots of circles of belonging and lots of different um, support groups for everybody so that nobody ever feels alone. So besides the one-on-one um, -on -one care that they'll get from the caseworker, they'll also become part of a larger group of people like themselves who understand them and who feel and think like them and where they really can be themselves. So I think one of the really special things that you do um, is you bring the community into the whole experience. And you have a tekes that happens, a tekes is a ceremony that happens on Yomazikaron in Katamon. And you invite community members, anyone who's tourists who are visiting, whoever wants to come to your one family um, headquarters. And Tell us a little bit about what this program has been like in the past and who you have speaking this year. The program really started um, for the children, by the children, the orphans, the bereaved siblings themselves who really wanted to have something and who felt that the ceremonies that are taking place um, around the country weren't exactly what they were looking for. They wanted, just like I was saying, they wanted to be with people like themselves. So it really started as a ceremony for the children where every year different different children spoke. They came together with their counselors and with, with the people you know, from one family who they were familiar with and who they spent time with throughout the year in different camps and different Shabbatot and at different meetings. And slowly, slowly, we started opening it up to, you know, to the neighbors, to the community, to a little bit more people. We kind of had to ask for their permission because we weren't, they weren't so comfortable with uh, strangers coming. So I think that, you know, every year it grows, and I think they already understand that more people want to hear what they have to say and what they're sharing, and they're more comfortable with the idea that people are coming. So this year you have some parents and some siblings and some children who are going to be speaking, right? Do you want to just tell us a little bit about who's going to be speaking? 
So Avishai Lipschitz, he's 20 years old, he's a soldier, his brother was killed at the Merkaz Arav, he's going to be doing the Karyanut, he's going to be the MC. Um, Michala Sulin, she's a bereaved mother, um, her daughter was killed six years ago in Jerusalem, um, she's going to be speaking. Rav Toar Lev is going to be speaking together with his son, Matanya. Um, Noah uh, Meir is going to be speaking. She's Dafta Meir's daughter. Yael Mu'alim is going to be speaking. Her father was murdered um, 17 years ago. And the the ceremony is actually covered live with live stream. So people who are outside of Israel can be following the ceremony. Um, the speeches all take place in Hebrew. So you should be aware of that. But one family will be working hard to translate the speeches for the video. Um, for many people, it's going to be Tuesday. It'll, it'll be Tuesday morning in New York, one in the afternoon in New York and earlier in LA. Um, so if you want to check out, if you want to see this video, you can see it even after the fact at the One Family website, which is onefamilytogether.org. Um, there'll be links to it also on their Facebook page. Um, there's something very raw, very real about what you what you see when you come to one of these ceremonies. It's it's not a show. It's not a presentation. It's seeing and, and hearing these people who have suffered so much and hearing their stories and having them share bits of life about the people who passed away, who were killed. Um, now, just to change the topic a little bit, for people who are listening to this interview and who are in New York or in LA or in London, and they're planning a trip to Israel. Are Is there a way for them to get involved in one family, even if they're only here for a short visit? Is there also maybe tell us a little bit about your bar and bat mitzvah program, which is another way to get involved? Okay, can I just get back to this tekes for one second? There's going to be two ways for people abroad to watch it, and we really, really did everything we could this year to make it interesting. Um, there's going to be a live streaming where you can watch the entire one hour and 15 minutes live with English simultaneous translation. So it should be really, really understandable for everybody. We're also doing an edited version, um, which will be ready on Wednesday morning, our time, which is probably the middle of the night, um, um, U.S. time. Um, also with translation, so for people who can't see this, because it's very, very difficult to listen to um, these speeches for an hour. Um, we have a young lady by the name of Tria Zaga, who is, um, her mother was killed many years ago, and she's 18 years old, and she's going to be singing. And um, it's something that I really, really encourage everybody to see. We're also going to have the edited version, which can be shared with children in school, which can be shared with community centers, which can be shared with younger people to just give them a taste of what Memorial Day is in Israel. Memorial Day in Israel is very different than Memorial Day in America. And it's it's kind of interesting to, to make that point. I think that children in America are not enough aware of what it means and what Memorial Day means for Israel's Yom Ma'ud and why we celebrate Yom Ma'ud together with Memorial Day and why Yomat is really our independence, you know, um, relies on, on all these people who lost their lives. So I think it's really important. I really, really want to encourage all the people who have, you know, youth movements, teachers. I mean, slowly more and more and more people are asking us to, um, to be part of this ceremony and to share this ceremony with their followers, with their constituency, with their members. I really, really would like to encourage everybody to do that. 
Um, on a separate point, um, people who come to Israel, uh, uh, we do bar and bar mitzvah twinnings. People can adopt a family and, you know, become, become their adoptive friends from far away. People can bring gifts. We encourage people to come and visit. There is nothing for a family that's better than somebody who says, I came from America because I heard about you. I know you were injured many years ago. I know you're not having such an easy time and we're here. We brought you some, we brought you some little, even tchotchkes, but like, you know, some cute things that don't cost very much. And we're thinking of you. For a family, to have somebody to come from very far away to say, we are with you, we're thinking of you, you're on our mind, it means the world to them. Because the most important thing for them is to know that they're that they're not forgotten. Many, many people are forgotten. And I think that by coming here, there's a lot of... Um, there's definitely a great way for to say to people you're not forgotten and we're with you. I think that you've really summarized it so well, and that's what one family really does: is they make sure that not only are the people who who were killed not forgotten, but their family members who continue suffering and continue to deal with it and the injured are not forgotten. So um, if I can say to you, thank you very much for all your hard work and everything that you do, and I'm sure all the listeners out there agree also, um, it's been really meaningful for me to interview you now a couple days before um, Yom Azikaron. And I hope that by listening to this interview and hopefully by watching the edited version or the live stream, Yom Azikaron will really mean something to all those people out there who are listening, even if you're not in Israel and don't have a direct connection to someone who was killed. Um, we're all one family. And so it really, everybody's story will touch you personally. So this has definitely been a, uh, a more serious interview than I usually do, but one that I think has been very, very important. So thank you, Chantal. And if anyone wants to reach one family, you can send an email to one family at funinjerusalem.com. You can set up a time, a twinning program. You can set up a time to meet with a family. You could set up a time to come and see their headquarters. And I, I highly recommend that you plan that as part of your trip to Israel. So I, I hope we can share lots of happy times together in the future, Chantal. But thank you very much for giving us um, your time. And now back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Joanna, and thank you, Chantal Belsberg, again, the founder of One Family Together. You can find Joanna at funinjerusalem.com, Fun in Jerusalem on Facebook or Instagram, where uh, if you're headed to Israel over the summer and you're looking for things to do, you should certainly go and email her, contact her, check out the website for plenty of fun family activities to do in the land of Israel, including, and more specifically maybe, but also all over Israel, but more including, more specifically, excuse me, in Jerusalem. All right, we have more music coming up and then Tovin Israel with her daughter. Stay tuned to that at 9.30. But for now, more music right here on Bite Size at the Nachum Segal Network. Sim Shalom Tova Uvracha Chein Bachesed Verachamim Aleinu
choices We hear your cries Here on Bite Size, bottom of hour number one, and it's time for Tovin Israel's interview with her daughter, which should be a fun one, right here, right now on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. Wow, this is the first for me. I am so excited to bring to my audience my next guest, my daughter, Aliza Knecht. Welcome to the Tova Talk Show, or should I call it the Mammy Talk Show? <laughs> Hi. So, Aliza, I wanted to have you on the show this week specifically because this week is Yom Ha'atzmaut. Yeah. It's Israel's Independence Day. And I felt like for a child that moved to Israel a little less than four years ago, you were the perfect person to talk about all these topics I wanted to talk about. Thank you. Oh. (laughs) Okay, so let's get right into it. Aliza, first of all, can you tell me... Can you tell us? How old are you? I am 11 years old. You're 11 years old. That means that this is your bat mitzvah year. Yeah. Wow. We're going to start getting very busy right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So you moved to Israel. So if you're 11 now, that moved, uh, you moved to Israel about four years ago. Yeah. How old were you turning? Eight years old. You were turning eight. Or you were eight already. No, I was turning eight. You were turning eight. So you were really young. Yeah. What was that like? Finishing first grade in America, in New Jersey, and moving to Israel, coming to a new school, a new country. 
I thought it was going to be really complicated and I thought it's going to be hard for me here. But it turned out that it was really fun to make new friends, learn a new language, and like being in the Holy Land. <laughs> wow, you sound like my daughter. <laughs> um, okay, so Aliza, you're making that sound like it really was very easy, right? But yeah. were there any challenges? Yeah, it was a big um, challenge to go to a new school and see how different it is from here to America, but it wasn't such a big difference. And it was like it, it was a big challenge to learn a new language, but it turned out that it was actually like fun to learn a new language and go to a pond and have fun with the teacher and like talk Hebrew. Wow. So you had a really good attitude. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be positive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you want to say? It was very fun. It was fun. Um, okay, so Aliza's making that sound like it's very simple, but let's just talk a little bit about that. When you moved to Israel and you don't know the language, the first year that you were living here, we didn't focus on homework so no. much, right? It was yeah. more about making sure that you had an after-school tutor so that you could have help with the homework and learning the Hebrew, and you made new friends, and you spoke yeah. Hebrew to them. So you really... Uh, didn't really focus on the homework and the teacher let me when we had tests so the teacher told me in Kita Bet that I shouldn't that I shouldn't that I shouldn't think that I have to finish the whole test and I should only do what I could do and I thought that that was like very nice because I didn't really know the language and it was very hard for me but then when I started doing the whole test I got actually really good grades and I was very happy for myself. Thank God. So you had a good, you had a good uh, beginning of Aliyah, and that just made everything else much easier. Yeah. Right. And also, um, in your school, they were very helpful with Olim, with people that made Aliyah. Yeah. And there were a lot of girls also that spoke English. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you felt like you needed to talk in your natural language. Yeah, we had about ten girls in my class that spoke English, and I sat and I sat next to one of them. So if I needed help, I just asked. Um, I just asked. So that's really good also. So on that note, I have a question to ask you. I mean, I have a lot of questions to ask you, Alyssa. <laughs> um, if someone is moving to Israel right now, this summer, mm -hmm. what, would, what advice would you tell a child your age? I would tell them to just think about the good things, don't think about the bad things, and there's not really any bad things to move to Israel, and that they should only, like, be like, oh yay, I'm going to learn a new language. Oh, I'm going to have new friends. I'm going to I'm going to live next uh, near the hotel. I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff and you shouldn't really think about I'm going to be leaving my friends. Well, you could think about that. Just don't be like I'm so sad cuz I when I moved here, I was really sad when I moved here, but then I realized that it's fun to live here and that it's important to live here and that I went to the hotel and I was like this it's so fun to come to the hotel and not just see it once a year when I come for pace Ah, uh, because you, <laughs> because you did come a lot when you were growing up. Yeah. So it wasn't like you were coming to Israel for the first time. You knew what you were coming to. Yeah. And we moved to Yerushalayim. Yeah, we to Jerusalem. So this way you already knew Jerusalem, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Aliza. So coming to Israel is not only about school. I mean, the truth is, you do have six days of school. A week. Yeah. How's that? It's not that fun, but I get used to it. You got used to it. It took a while. But there is also a lot of vacation. Yeah. Right? Like before Pesach, how many days of vacation did you have? We had a whole week. It was like a week and a half. A week and a half. Yeah. 
before phase application, right? Yeah. Right. So there is a lot of time throughout the year that you can travel throughout the country, right? Yeah. And you've traveled a lot. You've been to like from north to south, east to west in Israel, right? Yeah. So can you tell me like your five top places? So number one is Yerushalayim because I live here and I have a lot of friends that live here and I like I basically grew up here at, when I moved to Israel. Yeah. Number two, I think it's a lot because ah, we a lot the vacation. We part go of there the world. a lot on Hanukkah and it was very fun. We went there this like this past Hanukkah. We went there with my step siblings and it was actually really fun. We went to the we went we went on water sports. It was really fun. Um, I think number three is the Kinarat. Oh. Because there's like aqua calf and it was very fun there and we got to like go to the beach, um, like beach in um, the Kinara and when me and my mom went to the Kinara by ourselves, yeah. like we went there, so we actually like we saw that there was mud like mud in the Kinara, like that was at Yamamelch and we thought that was really weird. It was cool. We, I and don't we, even remember that. When we went, we saw we went into there and we. <laughs> We felt like the mud, and it, we, we were like, this is not Yamamelach. And then we were also swimming like with the fish, and it was fun. By the Kinneret? Yeah. You remember? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't. I don't remember. You don't remember when we went there after Aquacaf, I think, and then we went there? Huh. Well, I remember. Okay, well, I'm happy that my daughter has a much better memory than I do. <laughs> I'm happy that you had a good memory from that experience. I'm sorry that I don't remember that specific uh, that specific experience. I'll have to try to jog my memory soon. <laughs> okay, so that was, so far you had Yerushalayim, you had Eilat, you said the Kinneret. Well, Yerushalayim was plus the Kotel. Right, but okay, let's think about other Tulem that you've done. Specific Number Tulem. Number four, um, I went to Ingedi. Um, we once went with our family friends, um, and then we also went with, I also went with my class, and it was very fun. We went to Nachal David. Wow. And we went with our whole class, and we went into the water. I was the first one to go into the water, and I was soaked, but it was so fun. And, and I love that, that you're a trailblazer. You're so, wow, and all your friends uh, went in after that? Yeah. Wow. So they saw that Eliza's having fun. We have to jump in after her. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, we're going to go back. After we finish this list, I want to talk to you about school trips also. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me, what's your other, what's another one? About a year or two, we went to Be'er Tuvia, um, Tuvia, and it was a place where we picked flowers, and it was very nice there, and we went with a lot of our cousins, and we picked a lot, a lot, a lot of flowers. All different colors, right? Yeah, and we made a lot of bouquets, and then we get a, we got to bring them home and, like, have bouquets of flowers, and that was a really good experience. Wow. I love that. Um, and I'm sure your list goes on and on, but we yeah. don't have... I'm sure one day maybe you'll write a blog. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, uh, you could write all about it. Um, but I have a question. You mentioned that you went with your school on a trip. Yeah. So what's it like opening up... It's it's time for Torah class, or it's time for Navi class, right? Mm-hmm. What does that mean to learn Torah and Navi in Israel? When I when I lived in America, we used to always, every time when we were reading the Chumash or Navi, um, or Halacha, we used to always go through every, every word and explain every word. And 
like I thought that was like a, that's what everyone does. And then when I came here, I, I, like when we learned Navi and Torah, when I got to like know it, yeah, I, that. So we so we used to like go like like today and like every day that we learned Navi and Torah, we finished like about two prakim in a lesson, and we go through and I understand anything everything and I actually got a hundred on one of my Navi tests. Oh wow. No but the question is I love that first of all that you understand it and, and yeah and you learn quickly because it's in the language that the class speaks. But yeah. the stories that they're telling, where do they happen? Here. They happened where? In Israel. In Israel where you live. So when you go on a Teul, when you go on a trip, a lot of times it's not just to go climb a mountain. Yeah, it's to see Israel's nature and to see everything. It's to see Israel. where the things came, right? It's to yeah, see the Torah, the Chumash, the Chumash come alive, where right? Where Am Yisrael used to travel, like go through. Uh huh. So the stories come alive in Israel? Yeah. I love that. Um, okay, Aliza, I have a very important question. Right now we're sitting in our house. Yeah. Yes, and on the Mirpeset, on the porch, what's flying? Degel Yisrael. An Israeli <laughs> I love that. A Degel Yisrael. Um, and not just one. Two. Two. And there's also one hanging out of the windows in the bedrooms that you can't see, but you could see it from outside. And then there's Why also, are... when we walk into our building, there's hanging up there a lot are, of them. All the buildings are hanging flags, right? There's flags yeah. everywhere. Why? What's so special this week? What's happening tonight, Yom, tomorrow? Yom Atzmut. What's Yom Atzmut? We're the Independent Day of Israel. Israel's when... birthday. Israel's Independence Day, right? Yeah. Wow. So, Aliza, there's flags flying on our Merpeset. There's flags flying everywhere in Israel. Yeah. What does seeing the flag, the Israeli flag, the Degel Yisrael, mean to you? When I'm walking to school, when I walk back from school, I see a lot of flags, and I get, like, very excited. Oh, yay, Yom Atzmo is coming, um, coming up, and we get to celebrate. Um, um, in our Jewish homeland? No, we get to celebrate <laughs> <laughs> the, our land's birthday, and oh. that. <laughs> That's exact. Yes, right. And whose land is this? Ours. Ours, and we get to live here. Yeah, and that like. What do you have to say to me? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for what? For moving us here. Oh, you're happy that I moved you here? Yep. Me too. Yeah. I love raising you in Israel. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. You're like a little mini tov in Israel. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Aliza, so you mentioned that you are going to become a bat mitzvah this year. Yeah. Right? So how does that feel um, to become a bat mitzvah in Israel? What does that mean to you? That I could do a lot of mitzvahs here, that I could, f I like fulfilling my mitzvah here, and that some of the mitzvot we could only do in Israel and we can't do it in America, we can't do it in a lot of places. And we could only do it here, we could only go to the Kotel here, Dalvin Tashem here, well, we could also Dalvin Tashem in like other places, but it's more Kavana here. You more Kavana, you think, in it, um, davening in Israel? Yeah. Because you feel closer to Hashem here? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, well, Aliza, it sounds like you really love living in Israel. Yeah. Yeah? And would you tell people that they should move here? Of course. Yeah? Yeah. You guys should totally move here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was really fun interviewing you and hearing uh, what you love living about Israel. Thank you. It's very fun being here. Ah, have a wonderful time celebrating your Matzmut in Israel. You too. And uh, I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> like on our couch. Okay, thanks, Aliza. Thank you, Yoni. Back to Thank you. Thank you, Mommy. 
Thank you, Tova, and thank you, Eliza. That is Tova's daughter for the uh, the very fun, uh, familial, I guess, a very fun family interview from the two of them. Tova and Israel.com, Tova and Israel on Facebook and on Instagram as uh, you could continue to watch all the cool things going on both in her life and in the land of Israel through social media. She had a really cool story this past week on the uh, on a Safer Torah that is used in um, – in the army, and it was uh, really cool. Her husband brought it back um, from the army, and um, just a really cool story around it, and really cool that that you know Israeli soldiers while they're on the battlefield, that's the, the Torah that they hold on their back. Um, you could really check more out on her Instagram. I believe it is a is highlighted um, on her Instagram. I certainly uh, encourage you to check that out, and that's just one of the the few examples, one of the many examples, actually, I should say, of uh, all the wonderful content that Tova. Uh, uniquely provides to all of her followers that are uh, pro-Israel and just, you know, pro, pro-Tova, pro I guess, right? So uh, thank you again, Tova. More coming up, uh, some more music, and then we'll wrap things up and send it over to our new programming here. So uh, stay tuned to the Nachum Single Network. <laughs> Hashem, 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 Hashem,
המלאך, השם ימלוך לעולם ועד, השם מלך, השם מלאך, השם ימלוך לעולם ועד, השם מלך, השם מלאך, השם
just about wraps things up here on this uh, bite-sized version of Bite Size. A reminder, new programming coming up at 10 a.m. and then an encore of yesterday's new programming at 10.30 and then the live lunch with Avrami will be at 11. So I, don't, I usually kick it over to Avrami, but now I'm going to send it over to our new program, our community with the United Task Force. I promise you it'll be a uh, heartwarming and it, it's special programming, so you'll want to check that out again at 10 a.m., Coming up in just a few moments. But I'd like to thank you all for tuning in for the last two hours here with me. Excuse me, for the last hour here with me. I got to, you know, change up that sign up. But thank you again for tuning in for the last hour here with me. And uh, I'd like to wish you all a good day. Stay healthy out there because uh, I'm sick. So I wouldn't wish that upon any of my listeners. Stay healthy out there. And I'd like to remind you that the bite size, even the bite size version of bite size, is always, always, always the right size.